Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Katie Martin. The prospect of a merger between Germany's two biggest banks, Deutsche Bank and Commerzbank, is in the offing. Patrick Jenkins discusses the political and economic rationale for the merger with Olaf Storbeck and Stephen Morris. Olaf, thanks very much for joining us. Deutsche Bank and Commerzbank as a combination is a story that's been running for many years, in fact, but more recently the likelihood of a deal coming off seems to have increased. Deutsche, of course, is suffering from a very low share price, a horrible drop in the share price over the past year. The same story at Commerzbank, really. They're both suffering from a weak domestic market, which is perennially weak. But in Deutsche's case, on top of that has come a really difficult time in its international operations as it has retrenched since the financial crisis and still struggling to get back on its feet, really. Over recent days, we've been hearing that the chief executive of Deutsche Bank has been given authorization to proceed with talks with his opposite number at Commerce. What exactly is the latest, Olaf? So yes, after a month of dithering, the Deutsche Bank CEO, Christian Seving, has asked the executive board for a mandate to evaluate options informally about merging with Commerzbank. And people in Frankfurt tell me that the key idea of Seving at the moment is to get an informal guarantee from politicians in Berlin, especially from Finance Minister Olaf Scholz, who is the Vice-Chancellor and the senior Social Democrat and probably the next Social Democratic Party leader and potentially their candidate for the Chancellery, to basically back brutal cost cuts should a merger be agreed. The fear is that as a merger might put 20,000 or even more jobs on the line, you get a political debate in Germany with politicians, especially left-of-center politicians, blaming Deutsche Bank for destroying people's livelihoods. And Deutsche apparently wants to make sure that if they even look at a deal and probably do it later, they are not getting under political fire from the Social Democrats, from Olaf Scholz, the finance minister. At the moment, the trade unions, which play an important role in both companies, have many representatives on the supervisory board, are dead against a merger because they fear significant job cuts. And apparently the precondition of Christian Saving before he even starts looking at this whole deal in earnest is to have a free reign to do what it takes to turn this into a success with regards to cost cuts and, and job cuts. Let me bring Stephen in for a view on that because... Really, without that assurance that costs could be cut to make the most of a combination of these two banks, there really is very little rationale for doing this deal. Well, that's right. I mean, the biggest problem at Deutsche right now is its investment bank. And aside from bringing in a broader base of deposits and reducing the funding costs and getting this implicit or explicit stake backing for this newly combined banking champion, Commerzbank doesn't actually do anything for some of the big problem businesses at Deutsche, like its US equities business. It might help a little bit with the Global Transaction Bank, but certainly, at least on the trading desks and the IBD side, Commerzbank got rid of its ambitions in those areas a long time ago. So it would be really interesting to be a fly on the wall in these informal discussions and see exactly what the two leaders are talking about. I mean, as we flagged in our big analysis piece at the beginning of last week on Deutsche Bank and Commerce Bank, there would have to be an absolutely brutal level of job cuts, 20,000 plus. And these aren't 20,000 unpopular, incredibly well-paid investment bankers. These would be essentially you know, the equivalent of civil service. They will be rank and file, back office or branch staff in small towns in Germany. And whether anyone has a political stomach to create an international banking capital markets champion 
on the back of slashing all of these people in Germany where there seem to be perpetual elections is a real issue. Particularly when it would be a senior SPD politician giving the go-ahead for that. This is the Socialist Party part of the coalition. Olaf, what do you think the chances are of Mr. Seving getting that assurance? I think odds are rather high that he will get this assurance because all evidence suggests that Berlin and the finance ministry is really keen to sort this out. The key rationale from Berlin's point of view apparently isn't stabilizing and safeguarding Deutsche Bank, but it's sorting Commerzbank out, where the government has a 15% stake since the previous financial crisis. And the fear apparently in Berlin is that with a new economic downturn potentially looming and the risk of economic growth collapsing, Commerz, which is a big lender to the German Mittelstand, the small and medium-sized enterprises, might end up with a lot of credit turning sour in the future and that might force a recapitalization of commerce and with a lender which is on its own not able to be successful in the long term that's a perspective which apparently in Berlin nobody is really appealed of. So the government wants to find a solution for commerce bank. A domestic merger with Deutsche Bank would be the first choice. Deutsche has first dibs on commerce, but if Deutsche decides against it, the expectation is that the government then would seek to try to find a foreign bidder, maybe France's BNP Paribas or ING, which might end up owning commerce. And that, in a way, would be bad for Deutsche in two ways. First of all, it would take the domestic consolidation off the table. And secondly, it would create a strong competitor for Deutsche on its home market. So in a way, you could say it could be the final nail into Deutsche's coffin. And those two arguments are probably a strong reason for Deutsche to actually get engaged. And I think that Berlin will in return give them a political kind of guarantee to not go on about the job cuts. Obviously, that's not something which is binding in any way. And you never know how the political circumstances will pan out over the next few months. So it's a high stakes game in many ways. Of course, very interesting to hear you talking about government's concerns about Commerzbank, but obviously there are broader concerns, whether from the German government or from regulators around the stability of Deutsche going forward and the slump in its share price and its funding costs having risen is going to be of systemic concern. Putting these two together and having the German government as a shareholder is, I suppose, going to allay those concerns. But thinking about all of this from a commercial shareholder's point of view, It doesn't feel like a particularly good place, does it, to be a commercial shareholder in either of these two banks, given that it's political considerations and systemic stability considerations that seem to be driving everything here. Yes, I mean, it's not for no reason that most large shareholders we talk to on an off-record basis are highly sceptical of the deal for several reasons. The stuff Stephen pointed out of a merger not fixing Deutsche's core problems. Another problem is that Deutsche is still working on integrating Postbank, this German retail bank. This process is not finished and could be derailed. You end up with a three-way merger then integrating Commerzbank's retail operations, Deutsche's and Postbank in one go with both lenders running outdated IT systems. So this easily could go wrong in many ways. And one regulator told me that they are really concerned Deutsche might bungle a merger and that they would not only look at how viable the future business model of a bank is, but also how credible any implementation plan is. 
Yes, well, I think one thing we can be very certain of, it's not going to be a smooth passage from here for either Deutsche or Commerz. Thank you, Olaf and Stephen. Thank you for your thoughts on that running story. That was a segment from our Banking Weekly podcast, which comes out on Tuesdays. And you heard financial editor Patrick Jenkins talking to Olaf Storbeck in Frankfurt and Stephen Morris, our European banking correspondent. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you're not already a subscriber and you would like to discover more FT content, you can find our latest subscription offers at ft.com slash offer. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.